Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to My Millennial Money, John Pigeon and everybody else in Australia and around the world. Welcome, welcome. Now, <laughs> he's bloody scratching his face. We've just had all this microphone trouble. Anyway, we are doing an episode today on everything to do with budgeting hacks, mm. how to budget effectively. We've had a personal finance podcast for over two years, basically, and have never, ever done an episode solely on budgeting and practicalities around managing our money mm, would have thought we would have but it was always in by. the back of my mind but time goes so fast yeah. of course this episode this podcast would not be possible without sun super sun super are one of our show partners and they help bring this podcast to you every week so they've got behind my millennial money and we like to get behind them now a little bit about sun super that you might not know SunSuper uses a combination of in-house and outsourced investment management. There's a team of about 30 people in Sydney that are an in-house team, but they also work with the investment managers across the world, including Vanguard for some of their index investment options. So this is really cool because Vanguard, for example, they're the gold standard for index investing around yep. the world. Yep. Like everybody knows that. You've got Vanguard investments. I've got Vanguard investments. You know, everybody's got Vanguard. It's like Oprah. You know, yeah. you've got Vanguard, you've got Vanguard, Sun Super have Vanguard. So basically what that means is Sun Super allocate their members' money for the index portion of uh, some of their funds mm. to Vanguard. Yes. So they just outsource that part of the work because yeah. why bother doing something in-house if you can get it better externally like yeah. it's just more efficient it's already up and running so that's why the sun super index funds they're really cool because they're basically vanguard funds don't tell them i said that yeah so this is the advantage of having scale and a membership of over you know there's over 1.4 million members yeah it's a lot isn't it? so yeah shout out to sun super thanks for getting behind our podcast mm, for sure Personal finance is exactly that, personal. Your situation is very different from my situation. There's so many different variables that apply to so many different people, and that's why we're going to talk about everything to do with managing your personal finances. And if you're one of those rare people who already has everything under control, then our challenge to you is to find that one thing in your budget that you could improve to make your situation even better. So what I've put together was over 20 ways to help you budget effectively. So, John hasn't actually seen this list in no. true preparation style. And the purpose of today is for me to share the first kind of 10 or so tips with John. We'll chat about each one. Some of them will happen faster than, than others. Yep. But wherever you are in your personal finance journey, I just want you to use this time to think about your own money. Like we say this podcast is mainly for encouragement and entertainment 
information, infotainment, right? So a lot of the time, I might go to a conference or a seminar and I know that it's pretty pedestrian type of information, like yeah, not... won't change your life in Big change my life in the one weekend. Mm. But what it does, when I'm sitting in that conference, I'll take my laptop, I'll be doing other work on that type of... So if I go to a podcasting conference and there's a session that isn't that groundbreaking, mm. I'm still in the room because I've dedicated that time on that topic, if you know what I mean. It gets yeah. me thinking. So You're present, but you're not. Yeah, well, I'm present. So, all that to say, use these two episodes to encourage yourself and think about how you can change the one percenters in your own personal budget, your own personal cash flow. And I think it's probably reinforcement like we all need in life, don't we, in in different areas where we probably, out of these 10 that you give, you might be listening saying, well, I've got all those 10 under control, but it's just reinforcing that those 10 are are working to the best of your ability. So I want to set the scene. And there's basically, broadly speaking, two types of budgeting styles when you talk about budgeting. I hate the word budget because I think it's restrictive, but you know, I use the word spending plan when we talk about a personal mm. finances. Yep. Yeah, and I use money management, but I think for the listeners that um, budgeting is a common term, so we'll continue to use it. Yes. So the first type of budget is a top-down budget. The way that works is you get your income and you start at the top. So we go, I've earned $60,000 after tax or $50,000 after tax. Then we go from the top down and then allocate it until the money runs out. So that's basically how a top-down budget works. So so give go a bit deeper with that. So you might say, I've got $50,000 and the first line item is rent. So yeah, so you're saying the highest spending item first or not? It doesn't really matter. Doesn't All matter. you're doing is allocating in yeah. terms of priority yeah. until the money runs out. Okay. Conversely, the other budgeting methodology, and this is also a business type term, yeah. is a bottom-up budget. Yep. And that's kind of how I do mine. And the reason why is because we've all got rent, we've all got mortgage repayments, we've all got an electricity bill, we've all got this. Mm. We've all got this critical mass. You know, most people... You're either spending fifty to ninety dollars a month on your phone bill. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, so the bottom up budget means I need to list all my expenses and get to the point. And you've heard me talk about this before. How much it cost me to exist. Yeah. So we know going from the bottom up, freaking this Glenn James Biarch over here yeah. costs X amount to wake up in the morning. I know how much I need to exist. That means I need to earn this much. That amount. To yep. cover, but then I need to earn more because I need to invest for the future. Yeah. And so, I need to, so we're doing it the reverse, bottom up. Yeah. So if you looked at the discretional items in that as well, or just the non discretionals that. Everything. Everything. Yep. yep. So basically, and in the Glen James spending plan, the bottom up style includes saving, spending, yep. or whatever, because cool. that's kind of the way. So mm. two conceptual options, top down and bottom up, when we're talking about budgeting. And if you're in small business, what I used to do with my, uh, and I kind of still do it now to a point with this new podcasting business that we're trying to get mm. off the ground, mm. is a bottom up. It's like, well, these are all the expenses in the business. Like, there's a studio here that we rent. There's editing costs. There's, you know, John's a prima Coffee. donna and wants eight <laughs> coffees a day. So, oh. <laughs> apparently. So, we know that 
we need to generate at least X amount of income. Yeah. So that's kind of how you do it in a small business world, I would expect, just to give you the target that, okay, so my expenses are this to run the business. Yeah. So I need X amount. Now I can break that X amount over the year, over the months, over the weeks. Yeah. And then you might go, well, I need X amount a day. Well, I need to do at least three jobs a day. Or if I run a cafe, I need at least 200 coffees a day or yeah. whatever that is. So there's another little thing here. And you've seen this online, you might see, and a popular one is the 80-10-10 budget. Yep. So, it's like 80% on expenses and crap, 10% on investing, mm-hmm. 10% on debt repayment, 10% on giving, giving. or whatever yeah. that is, right? So, I've kind of developed this thing. I'm calling it value-based budgeting because whatever we say today, it really means nothing unless you plug in your own values, and life values to the budget. Like we've answered a lot of questions about people who do equestrian as hobbies and weird expensive hobbies. That's cool because that's a value in their budget. That's right. And they're not prepared to give that up. No, that's right. Mm. And nor should they because that's what gives Ah. them joy, fun, and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Now, the way I've kind of worked this values-based budgeting out for me is... And these are kind of targets because people will say, well, what's, how much should I do in this category, in that category? I can't tell you because I'm not you. But if we look at these overlying targets, I, I think 10% of giving as a target, as yep. a minimum, mm-hmm. 10% investing for the future. Now, I haven't used the word saving there, John, with that 10% because realistically, money that's saved usually gets spent. Investing. You mean or? No. So, if someone says, oh, and allocate 20% to savings, I'm like, yeah. that's cute, but I want to change the language. So, that percentage allocation is for investing. Investing, yeah. It's yeah. not saving for a holiday. It's not yeah. saving for a new lounge. It's not. So, sure. Yeah. So, 10% giving, 10% investing for the future. So, now we've got 80% left. So, this is kind of like the 10, 10 80 type budget. Mm-hmm. We need to keep our housing and accommodation to a 30% max. Yes. Okay. So then we've got 50% left over and that's whatever you want it to bloody be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like so, boat. Yeah. So. And if you've got kids, there's 48%. So you've got 2% left now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know. So realistically, my value-based budgeting targets, it's almost a 10, 10, 30, 50 rule because I can't tell you what to spend in that 50%. No. If you can get your housing, your rent, your mortgage payments to 20%, well, hey, we've got another 10% maybe for investing for the future. Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm, I'm listening here now saying, okay, my mortgage is at 20%, not 30 Yeah. What do I do with that 10%? I think if we have a discussion today, I wouldn't want the whatever else section at over 50%. So I want you to run your life excluding giving, investing for the future, and housing on 50%. So then the rest of the 50%, we need to carve off some housing and accommodation. So yeah. rent, mortgage repayments, mm-hmm. then invest for the future yeah, and sure. giving. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I, th- I think we've got to then go, well, that's really, someone might go 10%. Because basically looking at this, if you're not giving anything and you're not investing for the future, we've just kicked the door down and said 20%. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's right. That's a huge amount. So that's what I'm saying is it's a target. Yeah. It's a something to aim for. Ideally. Yeah. So but we're also saying 
regardless of whether you earn a thousand dollars a week or ten thousand a week, the percentages should be relatively similar. Pretty good, right? yeah. Otherwise, you live beyond your means. Exactly, mm. and and we will get into um, the weeds a little bit, but a couple of things to note. And when I told you twenty minutes ago that we're doing this episode today, mm, thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm really prepared here. Given you a printout. Yes, you, yeah, it's smick. What would the exception be if you are still living at home and working full time? Mm. What would you suggest? Well, I've I've done this exercise with a few clients actually, and we've turned that ten percent up to eighty percent, right? Purely because they're the ten percent of giving uh, of um investing of, for the future. Yeah, that's right. Up to eighty because really their only real expenses were the phone. And a little bit of money to, to mum or dad or, or both um, mm. for, for living um, and, and then just general gifts and going mm. out and clothes and things like that. So, yeah, I think that one varies a little bit, doesn't it, depending on the situation of living at home because mum or dad may um, still charge you rent, still ask you to put in money for bills, etc. So it's a bit of a case by case that one, do you reckon? Yeah, it, it is. And and again, these are just targets. And interesting. Someone might be sitting there thinking, "It's like, Glenn, why are you saying ten percent giving? Because that's a lot of money." You're saying you're giving away the equivalent that you're putting away for your future. Or I just actually just on that, if you allocated ten percent investing for the future of your net income, okay. With your superannuation 9%, 9.5%, you're basically on track-ish to have around 20% yeah. investing for the future. Yeah. So... Is that 9.5% going up? It is going well, up. So, I think it's important. And the reason I say 10% giving, if you haven't had a listen to the episode that I did with Peter Singer on effective altruism, you need to. Yep. The reason why we need to... Like the stats show, you might think, oh, I'll give to charity... When I'm financially successful, yeah. when I've got $300,000 yeah. income, when I'm all this. No, you won't. Yeah. Because I've met so many people who earn so much money, 400 grand, 500 grand, yeah. and they're so tight and stingy. Get greedier. And it's just horrendous. Yeah. I mean, email me, I don't care, but I think you need to be very intentional mm. with giving and generosity and helping others. We talked in the interview with Peter Singer, if you haven't started giving or you're in debt, let's just start with 1%. Yeah. Let's just move the needle, okay? Mm. Anyway, this episode isn't about giving, but 10% giving, 10% investing for the future as a minimum, 30% housing, 50% whatever you want. And that's just a guide. Mm. So, the first thing we must do with our budgeting and our personal finances is stop the overspending. Like, as a number one, mm -hmm. we have to stop overspending. We have to get out of the buy now, pay later cycle. Yes. Now, when I say buy now, pay later cycle, I'm not just talking about after pay, zip pay and all that stuff. I'm talking about personal loans yep. for holidays. I'm talking about go down to JB Hi-Fi and finance something. I'm yeah. talking about consumer finance cycle. Uh, I'll leave cars out of that for now because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But I probably would say if you are in that cycle, you're probably not allocating 10% investing for the future until you're debt-free and no. to a point you're not, you're not giving most of your money away or 10% of your money away while you're trying to clean your mess up. No. You might start and scratch the itch of giving with 1%, yeah. but until you're out of that cycle, you can't 
have an effective budget. No. I mean, you can have an effective budget that's working in its own right, but if you want to see runs on the board with your personal finances, you've got to get out of that overspending, buy now, pay later cycle. You don't want to be doing both. If, if you've got debts, a bad debts, you want to be cleaning them up and not saving money to the side that's not paying off those debts, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a bit of a catch-22. Actually, on the... Um, you know, that 10% target as a minimum of investing for the future, it's funny, you'd almost have to include, or you probably technically you wouldn't, but you probably would, interest repayments on an investment loan. But then again, it's a deduction and flow through. Yeah. Mm. So, it's you just got to look at your own situation and invest as much as possible for the future. The next thing you must do when building an effective budget is to audit your current expenses and spending. So this is, it's so basic, but even I've been caught out of this before. Like I had two Amazon Prime subscriptions and it didn't know it because <laughs> I, I logged in and ordered something on Amazon and I accidentally signed up and it was another email account and you know what I mean? So yeah. this, and this is like an, a, it's a regular audit. It yeah. might be a, every year, every six months, months yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you're looking through your transaction accounts. You're opening your smartphone. You're looking at Google Play subscriptions. You're looking at iTunes subscriptions. Yeah. You're looking for recurring expenses and you're just doing an audit. Yep. Okay. So, that's a, that's a big thing as well. And part of that audit might be reviewing your services, your yes. car insurances, your health insurances, your gym membership. Is there a gym two blocks down that's more effective or more bang for your buck? Yep. So, get it. Doing um, a health check on that to save some money, but also get better uh, better results from that as well. I would say if you are new to this personal finance wokeness or you want to really get, you know, cracking along, you've got to be realistic to start with. And when we go back to like those targets, you know, in a perfect world, if you did want to do the uh, 10 giving, 10 investing of the future, 30% housing and 50% whatever else, if you wake up tomorrow and your housing budget's 41%, yeah. well, we've got to be realistic. Yeah. Like we're not selling tomorrow and, you know, no. causing a big drama in our life and yeah. doing all that. We've got to go, well, these are targets and realistically, I'm in a lease for six months, can't do anything for them. Yeah. But I will do what I can and be realistic. That's right. Yeah. And, and obviously, you've only got 100% to play with, so it's got to come from somewhere doesn't some it? have 110 because they're living on a credit card <laughs> yeah well true <laughs> so and that's what i mean so you've got to go easy on yourself yeah. you've got to be realistic also use like the m3 facebook group for encouragement and just a sense of community mm. and it is a journey yeah so yeah just go really easy on yourself so following on for that my next tip is your first goal when you are getting into budgeting and setting up a new system or whatever, is to have the habit as the goal to start with. Mm -hmm. So, what do you mean by that, Glenn? Well, I mean, can we habitually save X amount a week for a month, even if it's $20? Yeah. We've just got to focus on the habits and behaviors yeah. as the goal. The goal should not be... I need $10,000 saved by the end of the year. The goal is I need to regularly save money and my goal is to be a saver. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my goal so isn't to save 10 grand. 
my goal is to set up a system that allows me to become a saver. Yeah. And if I've got the habit of saving $200 a week and I continually do that over 50 weeks... Guess what's going to happen? There's my answer. Yeah. yeah. And, and that could be like... And I'll use... Where are we? Have the habit as the goal. So, it could be... I just want to go three months. I'll, I'll even drop it down. I just want to go four weeks without using my credit card. Yeah. If you think you're going to have a stroke by me saying that, let's drop it down, put the credit card at home mm. and say... I want to go one week without using my credit card. Yeah. Because if you're radical and want to make some serious radical changes, I'm probably not saying cut up the credit card today, get drastic, yeah. you know, I want to ratchet you in and I want you to try and go a day without using the credit card. Okay, you got through that day without it? Mm. Because some of the some of the stuff here is it can be a sense of security and I will feel not safe if I'm out without my credit card because it was my crutch, yeah. my financial crutch. Yeah, yeah. So we need to say the habit is, well, I need to get in the habit of not using my credit card. Yeah. And we need to really drive that back down to let's do a day at a time if we have to Yeah, in the extreme cases. It's like putting cruise control on so I don't speed. You don't, you don't have to be drastic and, and not drive. You've just got to remove you as mm. the issue, the roadblock. Mm. Aim to have, and this is a cool one. If you, once you get your budget and your cash flow system under control, you need to aim to have all your bills paid annually. Yep. Where possible. The reason why is because often you will pay an extra 10% ish monthly. Yeah. If you have a frequency, yeah. it's a frequency loading. Yeah. A lot of them are um, stopping that now, I've noticed. Have you got any examples? Um, no. Okay. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> next question. <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, I will I, give you an example, John. I pay my... No, I, I pay yearly. I used to pay Boopa monthly, yeah. my health fund, because they d it costs the same. Yeah. Like if they go, oh, you want to pay yearly? Okay, well, 122 times 12. Yeah, like that was kind of right. their thing. But it's just... If you want to save money, mm. pay your bills yearly and pay 10% less. Yeah. Or just ask the question. That's right. If well, they, how much for cash? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So, here's another hack. So, it's almost the reverse side of this and John will speak to this. Pay your mortgage fortnightly. Mm, love that one. So, talk to us about that, John. Basically, you, you get one extra repayment a year by paying it fortnightly versus monthly because of the way the, the cycle works. Um, so, organically, that's the amount that you're on top of. But also, from a budgeting point of view, um, it's not a big chunk at once either. So, it's broken up into two lots over that month, isn't it? So, it's a bit more manageable from that point of view. Yeah, you, you've spread it out. You've cash flowed it. Yeah. Uh, I actually pay all my mortgages weekly. Yeah, weekly and fortnightly end up being the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, from a monetary saving point of view. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, again... Chunking it down into bite size is, um, is the way to go. Yeah, and because with everything, whether you're a small business, because your personal budget, there's a question, hang on, one of the questions or um, comments that we'll read at the end of the episode is from Helen. So, she, she sent in a budgeting hack, uh, live far away from a town. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Oh, so, that's fantastic. Just so, go out in the middle of nowhere. So, I just needed a name there. So, <laughs> whether you're a small business or you're Helen Incorporated, mm. right? 
you've got to smooth out your cash flow. Yeah. Because that'll make your life easy. And that's why the Glenn James spending plan, the cash hub, all the money goes into your cash hub, whether you get paid weekly, fortnightly or monthly. Mm. But everything that leaves the cash hub in the automation is weekly because we need to smooth out our cash flow. Yeah. And I think the habits become ingrained once you do them consistently, don't they? Like, yeah. um, but like, um, and, and Helen, I'm not sure if whether that was um, a bit jovial or, or, or serious, but... Well, she probably um, lives far away from a town. Well, and organically she doesn't spend as much by having, um, living there, but you've got access to online as much as you want if you've got the internet. So that might not solve the problem if in the background you've got this spending habit mm. or spending issue so we want to try and change the values of of what we're doing first so that we don't have to remove ourselves from the problem so yeah just following on for that um with paying your mortgage fortnightly and uh, the goals and stuff you know outsource if you want to outsource your habits and behaviors to an automated system yeah yeah <laughs> so the next one here if you are starting on this journey and we get a lot of comments from people that have just found the podcast or just found our community and they're not as advanced as some of you and you need to start to stop your overspending try and just withdraw cash weekly yeah to live off and it's a bit of a pain like i had twenty dollars the lady next door to me edith she shout out edith you're a listener she's um she i replaced some of her light globes for her yeah and Glenn the handyman Glenn, next door. Yeah, you know it. Well, you know I'm a tradie by trade. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I've gone in, replaced the light bulbs, went to Bunnings, bought them all, and she gave me, and I was just like, I don't need your money. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all good. I'm happy to just buy them. And she gave me $20. Yeah. $20 note. Yeah. And this morning, I'm leaving home, and I'm like, money's such a pain. What am I going to do with this $20? Like, it's just annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you need to start your habits and behaviors, mm. withdraw cash weekly because it hurts more to give over cash. Totally and you can just does. bring it back down to yeah. a, a daily or weekly thing. Yeah. And we're just looking for the 1% wins. Yeah. The, the, the issue I have with that for me is it's, it's cash to go and buy something uh, like groceries or whatever. That's cool. Um, cash to go and buy a coffee. I get that. Mm. But then there's all these online transactions that come out that aren't cash, um, that that sort of confuse the issue. So, yeah, are you, you're saying cash for... Just day-to-day. Day-to-day, yep. down yep. the street, yep. supermarket, that yep. sort of stuff. Yeah, just yeah. to stop you overspending when you're at the grocery shop, the grocery yeah. shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, like the other day, I bought grapes. Yeah. Like $7 for a bag. I know. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So, but if I had cash, probably wouldn't have bought them. <laughs> no. Yeah, just tap. So, within that, the next kind of little tip that I've had, you've got to separate, calculate, and quarantine your fixed expenses. Yep. So, whatever system you're using, I would strongly recommend you have some type of account as a bills account. I happen to call it the cash hub in my system. And again, the system, like there's plenty of feedback online in the Facebook group about my system hasn't worked for some people, it's yeah. worked for a heap others or yeah. whatever, that's fine. You've got to have your own system. Yeah. But just make sure you have an account for fixed bills, 
quarantined, it's separate, and you've just removed that money. Yep. Uh, that's a good one. If you are wanting to get out of debt and you are in debt, my next little tip is while we set up the budget, just move all your debt repayments, even if you're paying extra on your mortgage, even if you're paying extra on your car loan, if you're paying extra on your credit card, do your budget just with the minimum expenses, the minimum repayments. So, like, if the credit card's due... Just do the minimum Just only. do the minimum $25? Yep. Yeah. Just because what we want to do, we need to win the habit and behavior game and we need to set up our budget, Yeah. okay? And I just want you to have all your payments on minimum, factor into your budget just the minimum costs so we know that it costs you X amount to exist and live, which happens just to include some minimum payments. Yep. By the way, you've stopped spending money on extra debt. We've got an extra $200 a month free. Yeah. With that money, that $200 extra a month, then we're attacking the debt smallest to largest. Sure. So, just... And I've even said to some people, for the first two months, turn everything to minimum. Don't even worry. Let's just focus on winning the system. Focus the goal on the habit of having a good spending system in place if you're in debt. Yeah. So, you're stressing there that it's only a very short-term thing that you're getting the minimum payments underway yep. and it's just then... Let's get the ball rolling. Yep. Got some confidence. Let's roll this. And then turn it up. someone might say, but I'm paying 18% on my credit card in interest. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have it on minimum payments. I need to be paying that. I like to jokingly say, well, Captain Science, if you were that smart to start with, you wouldn't have a credit card that's paying 18% interest. So yeah. try this way for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just about winning the fight against the person in the mirror. Yep. So, minimum payments, even for the first couple of months, while you get into a vibe. Cool. What number are we up to? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Tenth one, work to a percentage as a guide. So, like I said um, at the top, have the percentage as the guide. We don't want to spend more than 20% on housing. 30. 30, sorry. Yep. 20 is amazing. 25 yep. is great. Mm. We don't want to spend more than 50% on everything else. Yep. We don't want to, as a target, have less than 10% investing for the future. And that target of 10%, John, that could take someone listening right now two or three years to get to. Mm. Because remember, life's tough. And if you've got those little things running around home, it's tight. Yeah. I'm not saying this is easy. Yeah. I'm just saying these are some targets. That's right. And my next tip, it takes time to get a new budget underway. So, following on from that minimum payments, you've got to give yourself a break. It takes time and it's not going to happen overnight. So, use this as yeah. a bit of encouragement that we will champion the steps, the small steps. I want you to put in the Facebook group. Hey guys, for the first week ever, I haven't done X. Yeah. For the first week ever, I've managed to do X. Yeah. So it really takes time. Yeah. And um, when you're doing it with someone else, it makes it easier too, doesn't it? Motivating and encouraging. And um, that's where the group's good for that. Yeah, absolutely. So we might round that off there for part one. So we just covered the top down budget, the bottom up, the 80 10 10, or my variant of the value based 
budget, 10 giving, 10 investing for the future, 30% housing max, and 50% whatever else your priorities and other values. The next one, you've got to just stop overspending and get rid of any uh, consumer debt cycles. You must audit your current expenses and spending. Be realistic to start with. That's a big one. Give yourself a break. Have the habit that has the goal to start with. Aim to have all your bills paid annually. Pay your mortgage fortnightly. Start with cash for day-to-day expenses. Actually, it's on the pay your um, mortgage fortnightly thing. If you're renting, you've obviously got no control about your rent to a point. If you are looking for a new rental and it's been online for a little bit and they've said, oh, it's 420 a week, yeah. say to the real estate agent, hey, would they do 400 a week? Yeah. Like negotiate on the way in with your renting. And that could be a strategy as well to shave some expenses if you are renting, do an audit on where you're renting and in the probably the maybe what you say, five kilometers around you for a, an equivalent property to see what the market has. Yeah, that's right. Because you could be paying $30 a week more than two streets away and not know it because you've been there for five years. Yeah, and and depending on the the market climate at the time as well. Like if there's say if you're living in a unit and, and there's an oversupply of units, there's a pretty good chance that you can go and negotiate on yeah. on anything. There. And like when I was looking at that place over the water in Newcastle, mm. it was advertised for like six seventy a week or something. Yeah, and I walked in for the inspection, and the yeah. tenant was still there moving out. Yeah. And the real estate agent was there and I was, it was a bit embarrassing and I don't care because I'm looking after me. I said to the tenant, oh, by the way, how much are you paying a week here? She's like, oh, 600 or something like that. Like yeah. it was a, yeah. a big discrepancy. Yeah. So, like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Start with cash for day to day. Separate, calculate and quarantine your fixed expenses. Move any debt to minimum payments. Uh, even when you have a home loan, move it to minimum while we set up the budget. Yep. Then we can step back and go, what are our goals? Uh-huh. The goals with this extra money might be to keep paying down the mortgage mm. or it might be to invest for the future. It might be to save for a new car or whatever. Uh, use the percentage rule and just remember it can take time. It might take a few pay cycles. I'm not talking about how long does it take? Two weeks? No, no, no. We've got to talk pay cycles. Yep. Slow bleed. So there you have it. Very good, Glenn. Well prepared. So now we'll move to some budgeting hacks from the Facebook community. So Helen says, live far away from home. No, live far away from a town. Daniel says, this is an interesting one as well. Leave an online shopping cart overnight. If if you still really want it the next day, check it out. If not, he can do without it. Yeah, and I've noticed there as well, on occasions, you leave it overnight or a day or whatever, uh, they come back with a discount. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Belinda says, don't pay for luxuries. I joined a hair model group for free haircuts. I go to student massage colleges on training days and tan salons when they've hired new staff who need practice. That's yeah. pretty good. Belinda, I used to do the same thing when I was living in Adelaide. What, for your leg waxes? Yeah, and massage. Liv says, pretend you broke no matter what. <laughs> Liv, as long as you're not a tight ass, I don't mind. Don't be tight and don't be cheap. Yeah, no, that's... But love it. Emma says, work so much that you can't spend money because you have no time to spend it. <laughs> well, that's great if you've got a goal, but I don't want you to yeah. do that long term. Well, there, you need balance. there's a bit of burnout, yeah. um, long longevity, isn't there? Pip says, I work at a bar and club. I only allow myself to spend the money that I receive in tips. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like, I like that one. Not only does it allow me to spend less, but it also makes me hustle more and have a better work drive. For that's sure. great. This is my favorite one. 
Do you want to read it? (laughs) Tell Amy. Oh, your kids are too old now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they probably are. Uh, Ursula says, I have very young kids. This year, just before Christmas, I borrowed toys from the toy library and wrapped them up. Saved me heaps and then I got to return them. Equals less crap in my house. (laughs) I don't know. That's great. Love it. Do you want to finish the round out the last three, John? Uh, Stuart. Listening to you guys and reading everyone's posts and comments. Oh, and chatting with John. I don't know what that one means. Stuart Westwood, maybe? Did you oh, chat with him? Yes. Local guy? What up, be. Stuart? Yeah, well I think done. it might be you. Well done, Stuart. We still need to get that coffee, Stu. Yeah, Did I call you, Stu? Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll give you his number. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you have food at home. You have food at home. You have food at home. That's good. It's true. The other morning, I've got those 90-second oat satchels. In yes. The- for the first the time, ones. yeah, the triple oh. berry baby. <laughs> I had it for breakfast the other morning. 90 seconds in the microwave, cut up some berries, drizzle a bit of honey. Yep, done. Boom. Instead of your $17 smashed out. No, no, it's, um, I pay $14 for breakfast. Right. Two eggs, half an avocado, long black. Is that because you go there so often? No, that's the price. I don't get a discount. The price, the price. And uh, last of all, Louise says, join the local library. And replace mindless shopping with mindless borrowing. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. Oh, sorry, there's one more. Geordie, if I ever buy online, I try to purchase through Raise or Shopback. Then, before purchasing, I search the company name on Instagram, go through tags and see if any influencers are promoting and use their promo codes. That's a good one. And I saw that one, Geordie, at the last minute. This morning when I was prepping for this, Mm. Jess had already prepped. Done it. Saw it pop up. Tag Jess and said, can you throw this in the mix? So, thanks, Geordie, and she's a new community member on the Facebook group. All right, you asked for it. I didn't want to do it, but you asked for it. You kept saying week after week, Asher, you got to tell the people. And I said, okay, fine. Give me that 10 grand pay rise and I'll do it. So thanks to Glenn for the 10k pay rise, and here we go. The most auspicious, the most uh, highly regarded award in Australian podcast history. It's going to be happening every single week. It is the My Millennial Money Community Member of the Week. All right, the Community Member of the Week is Jordan. Well done, Jordan. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Jordan? Jordan lives in Ringwood, Victoria, which is a suburb in Melbourne for those who don't live there. Occupation Apprentice Mechanical Engineer. Financial goals, saving towards a house deposit in the next three to five years. Well done. Uh, how I'm achieving this goal is to invest in shares. So over the next three to five years, Jordan's going to invest in shares to create a house deposit. Which is good because you don't want to invest in shares unless it's you know up to five years. But I probably would say to Jordan... Maybe at year three and a half, four, just double check your strategy. Yep. And then you might go the last 18 months or year just in cash. Conservative, yeah. Yep. Um, your silliest money mistake, they say crashed a motorbike without comprehensive insurance. Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know in Bali, yeah. you need a license over there to ride a motorbike or yeah. a um, moped? Yeah. And yeah, they bag you off with money to say well yeah so won't lock you up this actually happened last time i was there i was with my mate eddie and actually it was for his wedding and there was a heap of us over there and we were cruising along on scooters yeah and we you know there's the flow of traffic you know in denpasar or whatever and then the cops are on the side of the road 
Oh, they see four white guys on yes. scooters in yeah. bloody thongs and, you know, yeah. singlets. Good chance to make money. Pull them over. Where's your license? Don't have one. It's basically, I think, 40 or 50 Australian dollars was yeah. the payoff. Yeah. Anyway, what did Uncle Vinny over here have? I had my international motorbike license from oh. NRMA, $40. <laughs> I got pulled over twice in Bali, showed really? them my license. No Damn. bribery needed. They'd be spewing. Yeah. So, mm. so on you... Jordan. Yeah, good work. And before we end this episode, shout out to these uh, Facebook community members. Uh, it's still kind of the start of the year and here are some 2020 goals. Luke is going to double his savings. Quote, should be easy. We only have about $100. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably achieved it by now. Yeah, I know, Luke, actually. How are you? Um, tell Naomi I said hi. Georgia said, get a decent pay rise. Stephanie, build a home, already secured land. Hania, increase my freelance income to 65k. Ali says cash flow a wedding. Morgan, pay off remaining 2k on a personal loan by 30 June. Karen says pay off a credit card. She's got 1400 left. Go, Karen. Scott says live my best life and continue to save for the future by sticking to the famous Glenn James spending plan. Well, bend me over, butter me up, and cook me for dinner. Yeah. So you've made up that last one, haven't you? No, not at all. Who should I call him? I'll call him Scott. Yeah. Well done, Scott. So, all right, guys. See you soon. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, Canstar, and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, Anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.